The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Raising the Bar with your host, Amy Bredo. Do you ever listen to that inner voice? The one that tells you that you can achieve great things just by giving yourself a little push? Making that voice heard is what this show is all about. What if you could turn your negatives into positives? You'll hear from others who have embraced that personal drive and will help you raise the bar. Now, here is Amy Bredo. Good morning, everybody. Happy Thursday. It is a little bit of a chilly day here in Chicagoland, but I'm thankful it's not snow, so I'll just say that. I'm super excited to have you all joining us today with my dear, dear friend, Kristen Coitz. And it's so funny because Kristen, I never had to say her last name before, and it's spelled fancy with a CH, and I, you know, that could have been a total disaster. <laughs> so I wanted to welcome her to the show. Um, I want to give you a little background on my good friend, Kristen. Her and I actually met through another mutual friend. And um, what happened was, is we were having a little wine tasting party. It was right after Thanksgiving. And just at that, what, last half an hour, maybe? Yeah. We ran into each other and we were like, hey, I felt like it was one of those, hey, you, I know you kind of moments. Um, We got to talking about our passions. And I don't know if this was a wine conjured or a little bit of, of God planting seeds in the middle of it. But I loved that we shared that passion for Africa and you know, you just started telling me about everything you and your husband, Ben, have been working on for the past few years. So just without further ado, here is my dear friend, Kristen, and I just want to share her with the world. So mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about you and your background and how maybe the, you know, Africa thought got stirring. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I will try to make the long story short here. Um, when I was little, I always had a passion for Africa. So it really was implanted in me when I was very little. Um, and I do remember the show, um, mutual, or was it Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom? Do you remember that show? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You're blowing okay. my mind right now. Mm-hmm. This is a similar well, story. I remember when I was little watching that show or like anything about National Geographic. And when it was anytime it was on Africa, I was just spellbound. So I really just growing up always had this... Um, just this love for Africa. And as I grew up and, you know, I went on a mission trip in high school and um, as I was kind of growing in my faith and different things, God just really turned that passion for Africa into a love for the people of Africa. Mm. And so, but then, you know, I got married, had young family and, you know, three kids and life just kind of almost, you know, kind of gets in the way. And, um, and so then we were in a church, um, in about 2004, our church actually started getting involved in Africa. And by 2008, I realized that I was being called to go to Africa. And mm-hmm. so my first trip was to Zambia in 2008. Holy smokes. I have to backtrack just a little bit. Now, you and I are the same age. And the thing that strikes me most about what you said is, you know, the Mutual of Omaha and the Sally <laughs> Struthers things. And, and the thing, you know, I laugh, but... 
and not to make it about me, but it's like I almost wonder if it was the same year mm. that it struck you because I want to say I was probably eight years old and I remember watching something and it was a summer day and I'm, it was like one of those moments where you're standing in front of the TV staring but you really are trying to get out the door to go out and play with your friends and it was all the, for me, uh, it was during the drought and the famine in Ethiopia mm. and it was all the big kids standing in the background and not that the moms and the babies aren't right. horrible and sad and you want to take care of them but I was like, a big kid. I'm, I'm mm. going to go to Ethiopia someday and I'm going to adopt a big boy. Mm. And I'm sobbing. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, that show's over. Bam, outside. You know, but I remember <laughs> telling my mom about it. So it's interesting that you say it struck you as a young child. Mm. And I, you know, you and I um, really, our, our faiths align. And, you know, this show is for everybody in, in every walk of life and faith. But I'll tell you uh, to all those, you know, of you listening out there, Listen to the that prompting mm. because it is God putting it in you. So yeah. you had to have been eight or nine years old. It was, oh yeah! Oh my sure. gosh! That's probably probably. Here. So when you <laughs> sorry, blah, I deviate, I digress. So when you went to Zambia, mm. you know, was it, this was a church? Sponsored trip? Well, I went um, with an organization that was actually out of Texas at the time called Every Orphan's Hope. And um, I was actually the only one that year that went from my church. So I just met up with the group at O'Hare and went. And when I went in 2008, I went to go build orphan homes in Zambia. And I really thought that was going to be a once in a lifetime trip. I really thought like, oh my gosh, I'm just so grateful for this. And it was an amazing trip. And I came back from that trip and realized that God was really um, starting to speak to me about um, the fact that there was more for me to do in Zambia than just a two-week mission trip. Mm. (laughs) So um, then I started arguing with God, which I don't recommend. Um, It doesn't really work out No, it really doesn't. And I was like, no, 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 whatever you have planned, go find somebody else. I mean, I was like, you know, this is, I can't do this. I'm just a mom of three kids, you know, whatever you're thinking, Go find somebody else. And after arguing with God for about five months, I finally surrendered and said, okay, whatever. Now, was Ben, your handsome husband, was, <laughs> was he, you know, kind of on board with this? Because I know, I feel like the whole Africa thing or adoption story, like, I feel like I wouldn't have kept that to myself mm-hmm. between my husband and I. And we were married in 95. And now it was like 2006 and we were away and they were talking about something in church. And I was like, by the way. Did I ever tell you that I would love to adopt a kid? And he was like, what? No, at the time, <laughs> our kids were like 11, 9, and 6. Mm. Or, you know, And so we got married young like you. We had kids young. We had a, our hands full. Yeah. And, you know, Joe probably like Ben. He loves God, or he, you know, he, yeah, they love God. They're great guys. They're, you know, pretty encouraging. But like, that's pretty huge. Be like, can we go across the world and adopt this big child? And can we go across the world and just like hang out by a well and move to Zambia? <laughs> so it's interesting. These these men that we've been paired mm-hmm. with have have been on board. So when you went, you went for two weeks. You did your trip. You came home, and when you say you surrendered. I know what that means, mm. you know, and, and for those of us that might be listening and you're like, what, you know, just really resigning, not res- resigning and not in a negative way, but just really giving yourself over to what that inner voice is telling you mm, to do. Yeah. And it's really scary when you don't know. And I find that in those moments that you are just so terrified mm. and you don't know what you're doing. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I felt like that about this radio show. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. So thank God for my producer, mm. and for the engineers. But when you're raw yeah. 
Yeah. And you're open. Yeah. And you're ready. Yeah. And so you say to Ben, what? Well, he knew, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. He knew that, you know, this was, it was kind of coming. He knew I was struggling with these things and that I was like, okay, I think God's calling me to do something. And he was just a supportive husband of hers. So he was just really like, you know, go, you go, you be free. <laughs> I'll hold down the fort and make sure the house isn't burned down while you're gone. And, you know, and so, um, but God had, God had much different plans in, in order for both of us. And so really, I think working through, um, starting to see that my past was going to start to be part of the story and the way in which I was going to minister to women in Zambia. And the same thing for my husband. God just sort of brought us through this time of, of um, he kind of said to us both, you know, I'm going to put you on the surgery table of heaven and we're going to start um, doing surgery and dealing with all the things in your past and, and things in your present that we needed to deal with so that we could actually be fully healed and fully restored and fully ready to do ministry. Um, And it was really in a way that God was showing me that I was going to be able to have empathy Mm. for the women that I was going to minister to who have been abused and been raped or, you know, prostitution and sex trafficking and different things like that, um, other than just having sympathy for them. Right. And the same thing for my husband. You know, it's interesting that you say that because I have... And I'm sure there's a lot more of this ahead of me um, as my work is progressing in so many areas. But, you know, it, it's always been a little confusing for me. And I discuss it with God. I probably don't discuss it. I probably pitch a fit and stop my feet. But, like, <laughs> that dissection of the boxes that mm. I always say I put things in the box. So, like, that that opening of these boxes of something painful or something traumatizing or or something that is just too scary to look at. And you are forced to look at these things in order, right, to have empathy. Empathy and sympathy are so totally different in a situation like this. And, you know, as a kid growing up, I had kind of a crazy childhood and was in foster care for a little bit. And thank God when I was in foster care, I was with family, Mm. but it still wasn't my mom. Right. You know, and my mom is a great mom. She's been through a lot. But, you know, I look back on those moments of my life and the things that I remember even as a three-year-old child and I can't or I couldn't understand. Mm. And it's interesting because you know, through the process of meeting our son and adopting our son and God bless him. Sometimes I'm struggling, (laughs) you know, he's great. He's 19, but, um, I can see like, Hey, you know what? I was supposed to be without my parents for Mm. a little while. Oh, I feel emotional. Mm. Uh, You know, I was supposed to feel, um, loss and and not grow up with my father and not because, God wants us to go through things Mm. that suck, Mm -hmm. but he allows us to go through things that suck so that we can make things less sucky for others. You know, and I shouldn't make a joke. I was just starting to get emotional. But it's interesting that you guys had to really look at yourselves. Mm. And that's in that moment when you, you know, you've heard those things like stand and look in the mirror Mm. for a full two minutes. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to look at yourself for two minutes and and just clean out that Mm -hmm closet and I know that you said you've had struggles and 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 merely I mean gosh marriage is a challenge every day of my life <laughs> god bless marriage but happy anniversary tomorrow honey but um cleaning those things out and just being committed mm. 
when you really don't want to look at that person yeah. in order for it to be a common purpose of good for something right. huge, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, and I'll have to share actually that um, similarly, there was it was an orphan in Africa in Zambia that mm. um, in my first trip that we actually decided to, to um, kind of sponsor, mm-hmm. um, that it was through her story and that kind of started the course of me seeing my own past, um, her oh. story of abuse and different things started bringing up stuff for me. And so it's funny that through an orphan in Africa and through that whole thing was just, you know, um, just kind of the door that God used to open up um, just the way that he was going to reveal stuff in our own lives. Right. Tell me, now this is your daughter. Yeah, she's um, she's not like officially paperwork okay. ours, but she mm-hmm. is our daughter. I know what this name is. She's in Zambia, yeah. So what is her name? Her name is Agnes. Agnes. Mm-hmm. And then how old was she when you met her? Uh, when I first met her in 2009, let's see, she was 11. Okay. Okay, so she's the same age as my son-ish almost. Yeah. yeah. Now, when you met her... Did she, did she seem, you know, was there something about, and I just asked this question because I knew, you know, when we found our son and we knew that we wanted to adopt Mm -hmm. him, um, as weird as it is, uh, I saw his picture Mm. online and they don't do that. It, it, It frustrated me that I could, I found him, but like. It was like, I felt like, did I, you know, are they listing children like they list cars? And, mm-hmm. I, and I didn't mm-hmm. like that. And I think that was just something I struggled with that I needed to let go. Because there was really no point in thinking about that. But I'll tell you, out of the group of kids that his picture was up with, I was like, oh, that's, mm, that's, mm-hmm. don't look at me with that face. You know, like, <laughs> like there was something mm-hmm. in his eyes and about his face and his smile. And I knew he needed mm-hmm. to come home. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and and I just wonder, you know, the the connection and the attachment has been a work in progress for mm-hmm. the last eight and a half years, you know, and that's just something that's going to be our lifetime of establishing that trust and that mm-hmm. bond. And when you adopt an eleven year old little boy, you know, they don't really want to snuggle, right? Or, you know, like, <laughs> I tried, you know, we, we do things, you know, um, I know how to spend time now and stuff, and even as a night, he's nineteen now. Mm-hmm. But I know how to take him out of a situation. And so when you met Agnes, again, I digress. I apologize. Were you drawn to specifically her? Was there Mm -hmm. something? Well, it was her story that was told to me first. Would you mind sharing it? Because I want to be respectful. It is her story. Yeah. Well, it was, she has a a similar story of just past sexual abuse and different things in her life. But but then much more horrible things. I mean, she was homeless. Her mother died. She had a father. So um, she lived down on the streets for a while. But um, it was her story that grabbed me first. And I didn't know why at first. And it was because um, I had my own story. Mm -hmm. And... um, but then when I actually got a chance to meet her the next year in 2009, it was very, very emotional. Um, and it was really just, I, we, I knew at that moment that it was just we would always have her. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it was just really, it was just really a, a very powerful, powerful day. So, um, and that was just really what opened my eyes to just the need to minister to young girls and young women um, in Zambia. And I knew that was really where my, my heart was. Um, even though my first trip had kind of been to go build orphan homes in right. a sense, but I just really knew that my burden and my passion was for was for girls and women. You know, it's interesting. Okay, so you your passion is for girls and women, and I know you just through other conversations mm-hmm. that Ben 
is going to be mm. kind of um, mentoring and witnessing in some different areas, which we'll talk about when we get back from the break. Um, just in these last few minutes here, you know, you said something about like, you know, how you knew what you were going to do in like building the orphan homes. That was like the first layer. Mm. And it's interesting. I have this vision in my mind. This is weird. Almost like a lotus flower or something, or, you know, like some kind of flower opening up. Mm. So you go there to just water those plants to make mm-hmm. sure they're living, but then it ends up that they're opening up and you're going to be removing those seeds and planting new seeds and, and growing. And so I'm so interested to know, um, you know, from that very first trip to that conversation with Ben through working through all your own emotional stuff mm-hmm. and, and Ben's emotional baggage um, and how that affects your marriage mm-hmm. to talking to this about, you know, talking about yeah. this transition with your kids. Yeah. You know, I know our kids are very yeah. similar in age and, you know, so at, so now we're in 2009. Well, I'll jump real quickly if you want yeah. me to. Um, ben didn't come to Zambia until 2012. Right. And so in 2012, so I had been praying through this whole time. We had already worked through a bunch of stuff. And mm-hmm. Ben was still kind of like, go, have fun, whatever. <laughs> he shows go up in 2012. Like in right, I know. Like, <laughs> right. So, but he shows up in 2012 because he feels like, okay, I got to get my feet on the ground. And he was, um, and he just, he was day two. He literally, we were on the ground. We were looking for Agnes, actually, that day. And at, by the end of that day, he looked at me and said, we're supposed to move here full time. Oh, wow. Did you know that already? I knew that already. Okay. I just was praying that God would reveal that to him. <laughs> hey, God, if you can bring him alongside me, that would be pretty great. You know? see, my husband always had a burden for, like, marriage and men and discipleship and those kind of things. But he always just, he couldn't figure out how he thought that was supposed to be in the U.S. and then here I had a burden for Africa and so and then he figured out it's supposed to there's we are supposed to do this all together and it is supposed to be in Africa and so God just revealed that to him and it's amazing it is really amazing and and two after the break you know we should talk a little bit more about Ben poor Ben he's not here (laughs) hi Ben (laughs) but anyhow um because I think it's really great how he's growing and you know it's and I wish everybody here could see your face uh we were periscoping but again I got that awesome phone call that interrupted that so you know you light up when you talk about seeing that passion in your husband and and I think that when those passions align it's Mm -hmm. such an awesome thing that it does give glory in in just what you're um doing for God too but what you're doing for these Mm -hmm. people so uh, we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, you know, we're going to talk a little bit more about Ben, talk a little bit more about Agnes. And then I want to talk about the three kids mm, because yeah. I know that that um, could not have been easy. Your oldest daughter, you know, is the same age as some of my, some of my kids. There's oh. a bunch. <laughs> but, um, and we'll be back in just a moment. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com 
considered expanding your family through adoption but don't know where to start? Are you looking to get some answers and direction on how and where to start? Reach out to the community at the Echo Foundation. The Echo Foundation offers five distinct areas of support. For those children in need throughout the world, we are here to support you and guide you through your process and beyond. For more information, please visit amybrado.com and click on the Echo Foundation. That's amybrado.com and click the Echo Foundation. There are over 147 million orphans and at-risk children in the world. It's a global problem, but you can make a huge difference. You can help from home or on the ground serving opportunities. Please visit amybrado.com and click on the Echo Foundation tab to request more information. Our vision is to build a self-sustaining ecosystem of ideas, individuals, and organizations equipped to carry out the mission of hope for every orphan in the world. Help us with our goal of helping every child in need. Visit amybrado.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You're listening to Raising the Bar with Amy Bredo. We'd love to hear from you with any comments or questions about the show. The email address is amy.raisingthebar at gmail.com. That's amy.raisingthebar at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. It is Thursday. I'm Amy Bredo. I'm pretty sure you all knew what day it was, but just in case you didn't. And I'm here with my <laughs> great friend, Kristen Coitz. And we are talking about how we get moved to serve and just sharing our stories. And it just happens that we both have a huge love for Africa. Mm. Not that I don't love America or every other country. I'm just saying. I want to put that out there. Uh, be, what is it, PC? I don't know. So... We were talking about Ben and how you both, you know, came in line. You're both in Zambia. Mm. You're walking around. You're looking for Agnes. And then he realizes, like, holy crap, right. by the way, I think we should move here. Yeah. So are you two alone on this trip or were the kids with you? Um, at this point, um, he came at the end of our, our team trip okay. that I had had a team of women with me. And so he came at kind of the end of that t- trip. And then we were going to stay another, like, 10 days or two weeks or something like that. So um, we were, I was kind of in transition and, and he was coming and the team was leaving. So, um, but yeah, we were there, just the two of us, kids were not with us. And uh, so we came back from that trip and um, just started praying about what that was going to look like. And we had our own, our own organization at the time. Okay. So we really didn't know like, okay, what can this look like? And um, I think right before the trip, I think we had actually run across um, the organization called International Teams, okay. which actually is right in Elgin, okay, which is right really close, close to, us. to us, guys. Yes, which <laughs> we had never even heard of them before. So, and that's a total God story of how we bumped into them. But um, actually, then decided that it would be better for us to come underneath them um, for their accountability and support and training, um, and to go as. Um, it's, it's just employees of, of international teams as opposed to just going by ourselves. Now, when you um, started your own organization, did you create a 501c3 mm-hmm. organization? Okay. Yes. I'm just curious because I know yeah. that we've done that too. But yeah. I like, I actually am very glad that you decided to come, um, you know, under this other partnership because 
I feel like going with the people that have the experience yes. and the training, mm-hmm. you know, you're not kind of blind. I um, am pretty naive sometimes, especially in walking around in Africa at nighttime. Yeah. But, um, Should we share that story? Yeah, maybe we will. Maybe we will. I don't want to take away from you, but I'll just tell you, everybody, if you're ever in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia, and you feel like you want to go out for ice cream at don't night. Don't do it. Don't do it. First of all, they have great ice cream places. I'm not knocking um, the nightlife of Ethiopia, but you know, when you get into disagreement, I'm blonde, I have blue eyes and that's fine. But you know, like my strong personality who tells people what I think, whether they're a man or a woman, did not go over so well in the streets of Africa. So yeah, don't yell at a cab driver. It's not not a good idea. Anyhow, it's <laughs> great story. My son <laughs> saved me. Anyhow, um, good times. So now you are on your trip. You do mm. your thing. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And then you come home. Now, how old are your kids at the time you guys come home and then you have to drop this awesome bomb? Well, they kind of knew, um, I mean, from like 2008 on that, you know, like Africa was. But did they think you were going to get Well, go? yeah, probably not. So we were kind of slowly, you know, just breaking, breaking it into them. And they were, we were already planning on taking the whole family on a trip the following year. Okay. So, um, yeah, so our kids, our oldest was not, she was like not really excited about like, I don't really want to move. And she was kind of on the academic path anyway. So mm-hmm. we really decided at the time that we would wait to go. Um, our other two kids at the time uh, wanted to go. So we just, we were kind of with our family dynamics at the time when we made the decision, it was just based on that at that moment. Brianne is your oldest? Mm-hmm. Brianne is our oldest. No, so she was in high school already. She was in high school okay. already. Yeah. Okay. So, and then I see Kate was like 12 and, and then Carter was nine or ten so um yeah and so then it's been and it's been quite a journey it's been quite a journey to walk through this whole journey with them and this whole concept of moving to Africa with them and there's been ups and downs and it's not easy right you know anytime that you um kind of are willing to go jump off the cliff with God um not everybody wants to go with you it's like right. birds I don't know what those what are, are they like birds are they like penguins where they're birds but they're not birds puffins Literally, I have no idea but they jump and they die <laughs> so I bet your kids are like I don't want to die mama <laughs> you know yeah. it's been it's been a very interesting journey so and we know it's not it's not over yet. It's so. not over. Now, no. I know Brianne is doing her own thing right now. Yes. She's in college, and uh, it's her freshman year and all that kind of stuff. And then Kate, and what's your son's name? Carter. Carter. How do I for you just said right. it? <laughs> Blonde hair. Blonde hair. Anyhow, first cup of coffee going down right now. So um, what grades are they in now? Mm. Kate is a junior. Okay. And then Carter is in eighth grade. Oh, gosh. Okay. So they're yeah. right in the midst mm-hmm. of, like, yeah. chaos and technology and being yes. teenagers. And yes. not chaos, but... Just the drama of, yeah. of being a teenager. American American teenager. American yeah. teenager. And now, let's also let our listeners know, too, like, you guys have already sold your house. Mm. You're, we're living in an apartment right now, right? We have nothing left. I yeah. love it. You've got nothing okay, left. Okay, so they sit on cardboard boxes. Right. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and they're eating pizza. No, I'm kidding. So we are living on borrowed furniture and borrowed kitchen stuff. Who yeah. cares? I think it's great. It's like being in college all over again. It is. Like, this is it. We have nothing. Now... Okay, so you've sold your home, you're on all your 
borrowed stuff so that when the time has come, mm-hmm. you guys are going to be able to get up and go. And now right. Ben, is he um, working more like temporary positions so that he can go or is his boss He's just, just working cool? a contract position. Awesome. Yeah. So it's just, it's, uh, God just totally provided yeah, how, that. How so did that happen? It was just crazy. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's just been great. And they just continue to extend his contract until, um, you know. We go. It's so open. That's awesome. Yeah. So we, and yeah, and the the truth of the matter is, is we are getting very close to going. Yeah. Let's talk about that. So now with international teams, I mm-hmm. have that right. Okay. Yeah. So I, they, they give you the training. They, you know exactly where you're going. Mm-hmm. Do you know exactly where you're living? Yes. We are going to be living in a little village town called Changwei okay. in Zambia. And, um, and actually it's really funny because I was going down in Changwei. <laughs> It's so funny because God has brought me full circle because Changwei is where I first went in 2008 to build. So you'll homes. be able to visit those so, homes. Yes. So we have. Oh my we've gosh, I'm there. growing. Yeah, it's awesome. Somehow I have like this feeling like, yeah, I'm going to show up. Like I'm coming to visit. Oh my gosh, I love that. Um, oh, I totally just got brain dead because I got excited about going to uh, Zambia. So. You come home, they know, the kids are in school now. And now, I mean, so Kate and Carter know that pretty much at any given moment, you guys can get up and go now. You have been raising funds, looking Mm, for sponsorship. I know you said you are 90% funded. That is amazing. And I know, and I believe it'll pull through. I know I had some cousins that did like five years of missionary work in Italy. Mm. You would think you would not need missionaries in Italy, but you do. Oh, yes. And they did church planting. And I know we were able, thankfully, to be able to support them Mm. for five and a half years. And I know that that is just an amazing, again, act of faith and courage. And it's not easy. Mm -mm. You know, I talked to my cousin's kids and they were like, yeah, you know, homeschooled, in school, Italian school, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) When you go, and Kate and Carter will be joining you. Yes. Are you going to homeschool the kids to finish out their education? Or is, is there a school where you're going to be? Yeah, no. There's only really one school in Zambia that would be up to the educational standards. And that's the international school. And okay. that's like 12 grand a year. So oh, that's okay, just kidding. Of, that's, yeah, that's out of the story. So, no, they'll be doing just um, an online um, kind of homeschooling program, but an online program through um, Christian Liberty Academy in Arlington Heights. Oh, so. I know where that is. Right. Yeah. I just have to say, I moved to Indiana once. <laughs> <laughs> And um, this is, work with me. This goes in hand in hand. (laughs) And my kids, um, my little one wasn't in school yet. And the kids were like, you know, we moved at the end of third and first grade. And that was a little rough. And then we had the summer and then they started school. And where we were was a really great place. And I'm just going to keep it to my darn self. But these schools were a little Mm -hmm. bananas. And every kid needed a tutor. And guess what? I didn't want to spend four hours Mm -hmm. every night making, helping my children not cry Mm -hmm. over, you know, knowing what an adverb modifies when you're six. Like, I don't care. Just kidding. That oh, that kind of ignorance is what is wrong with this country. <laughs> Just kidding. So I homeschooled my kids for a year. And then we came back to Illinois, and they went back to school, and everybody was happy. But I'll tell you, it's a, it, it really creates a, an amazing relationship with your kids. And it's different. You know, Joey and Kara were in fourth and second grade. Right. This is different. You're talking senior year and, and freshman year of high school. You know, but the independence will be a great thing. Yes. But what an awesome time for you to bond with your kids because you know what they're taken away from a lot of the junk Mm -hmm. that clutters up our kids heads yeah so I'm actually pretty excited about that for you that's what we're praying for yeah I don't think you know they quite view it like that but (laughs) But that's what we're praying for and you know we're just hoping that they they see the the beauty of this experience and I'm sure they will and you know it doesn't mean you know you're moving to Zambia and uh it doesn't mean that you can't ever come back 
Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that they can't come back right. once they're old enough to make that decision right. and, and, and figure that out. So what an awesome opportunity that you guys are giving your children mm-hmm. to grow and stretch and be uncomfortable. And that was really what this whole show is about. And this episode in particular mm-hmm. is about just going like, crap, this is yeah. not going to be easy Mm-mm. and going. No. And a lot of people I know looked at me or looked at us when we adopted and were like, well, how could you do that to your kids? Mm-hmm. Like, do what to my kids? Like, we are... Right. adopting a child into our life and right. giving them another brother. And, you know, it hasn't always been an easy road. And mm-hmm. it will be different for Kate and Carter and right. Agnes, mm-hmm. especially because now she will be the oldest. Right. You know, but I'm going to just say, have faith in messing up your birth order because I did it. <laughs> um, you know, I twinned up two of the kids. So our adopted son and our daughter were in the same grade. Right. And that had its difficulties, but it also had its really great things mm. too. So, you know, I will definitely keep, those kind of prayers um, close to my heart for you guys that it'll, you know, just the dynamic mm, yeah. of your family can still balance because, right. you know, Kate and Carter are used to each other because Brianna's away, you know, right, right. so that'll be interesting it to will see be. how they love her it or how they be. connect with each other yeah. and how they fight over stupid things. Right, exactly. Shouldn't be you know, it'll over. just be a normal family again. Yes. I tried to warn Agnes about that. I said, you know, we're just a normal, crazy she family, no by the way. idea. <laughs> No idea. I know. I, I know. It'll be interesting to see too how um, she speaks English. Yes. Okay. Even though our son spoke a little bit of English, mm. it was mostly vocab. He he took to it right right away, thankfully. But I remember like slang. Mm. Like Joey and him got into it one. They had, we had a couple of fighting weeks those first few weeks, and it, and Joey was like, you know, you're crazy, and he like went bananas because when you tell somebody they're crazy and I'm Harik. They're clinically insane. Mm. And so, oh, yeah, that was an interesting. Yeah. Try to explain that to someone who doesn't speak English. You right, know? right. So it'll be interesting to to see how yeah. silly All those cultural like dynamics mm-hmm. are really interesting as well. And it's something that not only affects, it's going to affect our family, it affects our ministry, it affects how we, you know, um, interact with people in, in Changwei and how, in, in the past, like how we've always incorporated, um, you know, locals and Zambians into our ministry and, um and always really had that just underlying, um, you know, trust and relationship with with nationals on the ground. I think is really is really key. So, you know, have you guys talked about you and Ben, meaning you guys? And, mm-hmm. and this is probably something you two might want to um, talk about with your kids. There's a really great book called Our Own, mm-hmm. and I, I think it's you know it's non scripture based or whatever, but it's just about adopting an older child mm-hmm. and when they come into your family and the changes and, and and really kind of reassuring your biological children that, you know, this child doesn't change your love for them. Right. I know they're older, but st- still something I think that might need to be yeah. addressed yeah. if you yeah. haven't thought of it. I'm not trying to preach it just <laughs> in my own experience, but... I know that some of the things I come up against, too, and we'll get back to what you're actually going to be doing in Zambia, is where my son might say, well, if the other kids did that, Mm. you wouldn't be as upset. Mm. And a lot of that is triggered by trust issues and uncertainty and and them worrying about whether or not you're going to be there, Mm -hmm. even if they act like they hate you and they don't want want you there. So I guess I just really am going to pray for that encouragement for Agnes, too, to know that even though... She's with you now, mm-hmm. that you love her like she's always been there. Right. You know, and I think that that was something I was so concerned about through her adoption. It's like, am I going to love him the same? Am I going to love him the same? And I'll tell you, they brought Ish to the airport, 
And I thought, I had this vision in my mind that there was going to be like a camera and I was going to be clean and like have my hair combed after being on a plane for 17 hours and, you know, that we were going to walk and see him and it was going to be this great thing. And they didn't tell us they were bringing him to the airport. So mm-hmm. here we are all disheveled from all this traveling. And I saw him. I didn't know if I should cry or throw up. Mm-hmm. It, it, but it was like that moment when you see the kid you give birth to. Mm-hmm. Like I just... Wanted to yeah. scoop him up. And unfortunately, he was like a little over 10. I didn't want to freak him out. Right. You know, he was already terrified. He'd never met me. Like, hi, mom. I just can't imagine yeah. that. So I'm so excited that you get to come together with Agnes and her mm. surroundings. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just interesting. And I and it's awesome. Yeah. And I'm super excited I'm for excited you. Too. So I know we probably just have a few minutes left in, in this segment, but... Let's, you know, you've shared that you are going to be really coming along women and young girls mm. that have either experienced sexual trauma, prostitution and trafficking, or just mm. neglect, yeah. abuse, abandonment. Right. You know, what tools besides prayer mm. are you bringing with yeah. you? What we've done in the past and what we hope to continue to do when we get on the ground in, in Changwei is um, to do some of the things that we've done in the past, which is um, one-on-one just relational um, you know, Bible studies and, and building relationships with girls. Also, we've done women's conferences in the past mm-hmm. where we not only talk about um, so many times we have to start with defining abuse. Right. And so because what is cultural for them is abuse abuse Mm -hmm. um so we define abuse um and then we talk about the lies that we believe about ourselves because of abuse um and then you know we walk through some of those lies and then you know what we really end on on the second day of the conference is our identity in christ and and the freedom that we have in realizing that he has given us worth and value and um and that he loves us and so then we just really walk through some of those things with the women as well. And so I think just using some of those, uh, those same, you know, mechanisms to help these women, you know, walk through the process of understanding if they have value and worth. Right. And uh, because their culture has told them that they, they don't have it. So that's going to be really exciting to see how that morphs into something new as we, as we go to Changwei as the new team leaders there. Yeah. And I, and just in this last few moments, um, a few things struck me. And one thing I want to say about you too, is, you know, anybody that knows you or can hear your voice, I wish they could see you because you just bring light, I think. And, and because of your own stuff, I'll say quote unquote, you're able to still shine a light again, because there's empathy there. And I completely agree about, you know, teaching these women and these girls who they are in Christ. And I know it's going to be really hard for a lot of them because a lot of, and I'm going to say this and kind of not sorry, but I know in my own struggles with things I have been through in my own, um, you know, experiences with abuse and stuff, there was times when I was like, I'm going to call a little bit of bullshit right there for a second. And not because God isn't who he says he is, but because there's that human part of, of you that is like, where was he when this was happening to mm, me? Mm-hmm. So I really just felt such a need to just say, like, there will be, like, blanket prayer and hope and thought for that peace for those girls because you're going to come up against that. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be, oh, yes. you know, and we just have a few seconds here. But, yeah, I want to talk more about that because we want to arm you with some uh, mm. words of wisdom here. But 
When we come back, we're going to talk more about some things that Ben is going to be doing with the guys in Zambia, where you're going to be staying, and how people can kind of follow you on your journey or if they want to get any information about you or learn about how to sponsor you guys. Mm, so great. you are listening to Raising the Bar. I'm Amy Bredo. Kristen Coitz is with us, and we shall return. on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. There are over 147 million orphans and at-risk children in the world. It's a global problem, but you can make a huge difference. You can help from home or on the ground serving opportunities. Please visit amybredo.com and click on the Echo Foundation tab to request more information. Our vision is to build a self-sustaining ecosystem of ideas, individuals, and organizations equipped to carry out the mission of hope for every orphan in the world. Help us with our goal of helping every child in need. Visit amybredo.com. It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenice and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you considered expanding your family through adoption, but don't know where to start? Are you looking to get some answers and direction on how and where to start? Reach out to the community at the Echo Foundation. The Echo Foundation offers five distinct areas of support. For those children in need throughout the world, we are here to support you and guide you through your process and beyond. For more information, please visit amybredo.com and click on the Echo Foundation. That's amybredo.com and click the Echo Foundation. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Listening to Raising the Bar with Amy Bredo. We'd love to hear from you with any comments or questions about the show. The email address is amy.raisingthebar at gmail.com. That's amy.raisingthebar at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And we're back. And if you heard me talking over that music, I apologize because, again, not a professional. Don't claim to be. Don't really want to be. So you're welcome. (laughs) We are back with Kristen Coitz, my lovely friend. I'm going to be kind of sad when you go, but but excited. But I have a passport, so I can get there. That's right. I wanted to just kind of steer back to, and I want people to know that are listening, like, Yes, we are Christians. This is what we feel led to do. But really, your support or support can really be from anybody because, you know what, God is real, Mm -hmm. not afraid to say it, and people need help. Mm -hmm. And I really think it does need to be about serving the Mm underprivileged and the impoverished people because that continent Mm -hmm. on a a whole Mm -hmm. I mean holy crap what is going on it's 2016 and I know that just in my own experience of I've only been to Africa twice but it is literally like the western world and the first world crashed into each other and I can't ever ever wrap my brain around a woman bathing her children in the puddle 
and a guy with you know a disposable excuse me I'm spitting for no reason <laughs> disposable cup of coffee in a briefcase in a suit stepping over her or around her mm. to get to wherever he needs to be yeah. it it blows my freaking mind yeah so mind blown now that that's over so we were talking about you know your purpose obviously is to let these women know that they have value let these young girls know that abuse is not love and i know from my own experience like abuse can be mistaken for love mm-hmm. because just any kind of attention can mean acceptance mm-hmm. and they don't have to accept that and i think you're going to come up against a, a many of these women not understanding where god was in those moments not understanding how if there is this all loving God where was he Mm -hmm. and then you have to tell them he was there yeah and and that's going to be difficult and and I know that you're going to have the words in those moments and you know you had told me during Mm -hmm. the break that there's so much darkness and and so such a giant presence Mm -hmm. of of this darkness and this abuse that a lot of these girls are going to have trouble wrapping their brain around the fact that they are made by God, you know, and that they are wonderfully made. And so they are, are going to turn back and my heart is heavy for you and for these women, but I know that, you know, everything Mm -hmm. is going to unfold as it's supposed to with so many things. And I'm just, you know, I, you're going to be covered in that. I I know it's going to be interesting and to establish relationships where, as much as we want to talk about God 24 seven, like sometimes it's going to be difficult to just listen mm. and I don't, and for what you have to hear. So I do, I just pray your ears and your heart are open and whatever words need to come, they'll pour out of you. And then the same, Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, it's interesting. Um, when I was there in December that the, the whole, what I'm you were just there. I, I was, I was oh, just there I in suck. December. <laughs> um, when I was talking to some girls on the street one night, you know, and this is and this is what's amazing, and it actually uh, comes uh, back full circle to just the reason for your show and being uncomfortable. And um, you know, I'm willing to go and be uncomfortable, and you know, I need to be sent, which means funds and support, right? But um, I'm willing to go and be there, and so I'm willing to go and be the hands and feet of Jesus to these girls. And so that's you know, answering your question about you know, like was God there? Um, you know, I had the opportunity in December to just stand there in front of a girl and put my arms around her and say to her, you know, God loved you enough to send me some crazy Midwestern woman from Illinois. Some crazy white lady. But, yeah, some crazy <laughs> white lady, Mazungu, mm-hmm. to, you know, halfway around the world so that I could stand here and share the fact that not only do I love you, but God loves you. And, and so that's what I'm really hoping that those opportunities just open up and um, that, you know, while, you know, I wasn't there to save her right. during the problem or the issues or the abuse or whatever, that, you know, um, somebody does care enough now to come and, right. and to walk alongside these girls. And I, and I think that's, that's our whole mission and it's whole, you know, iTeam's mission is to walk alongside people. Um, we don't come in with our own, you know, ideas and projects we come in to work alongside and walk alongside these people in in their daily lives and not come in just for a short period of time we're going for the long haul now let's talk about that because you know not yes you're going ben's going the kids are going and you're going to be there to be on the ground to serve them but it's also good to know that whether it's myself or others like you know, in that support, just a monthly gift, it can be $5, it can be $100, it can, however much, just to know that 
you know, that support that we're giving you is, is, is really doing the work that you're doing. Yeah. And, I, and I think that for so many people, that feels so good. So for the people out there, you know, those of you that, you know, sponsor a, a child or are looking for something mm. do, to do. I mean, I know it's March, it's a new year and everything, but there's always, you know, today is always a new day. Mm-hmm. So now if people want to learn more about your story and exactly um, more about, you know, international teams or what you're doing, where can they go to get more information about that? Mm. Well, to find out more, and we didn't even um, get to, my husband's going to be working with the men, so that's a whole other story. That'll be a quick But, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know the men. Yeah. Um, but they can go to our website, which can get them to everything. It can get them to the iTeams website, it can get them to our Facebook page. Why don't you go ahead and let them know? I will let you guys know. It is Zambia. <laughs> And that's C-H-O-I-T-Z-F-A-M-Z-A-M-B-I-A.com. Because there wasn't a longer website. Right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So please, everybody who's listening, go to Coit's famzambia.com and just learn more about Mm. this family and their mission and see how you feel led to help. Because you know what? Even if... Maybe you can't help right now, but you may know somebody that has a heart for this or that would love to help. And I just would, um, I would love that. So I'm asking, do it. And that will also lead you, lead them to find you on Facebook because I'm sure you have a separate page as well. Mm -hmm. It'll be interesting. And I look forward to, there's got to be some kind of internet connection down there. You've got to be able to post pictures or do something. (laughs) I know there has to be some kind of email agenda, but um, I really am looking forward to following that journey now. In our last 10 or 11 minutes, Ben. Sorry, Ben. (laughs) I meant to talk about you. Now, Ben has, you said, always has had a heart for marriage Mm -hmm. and men. And not, you know, marrying men. Whatever. But, (laughs) you know, so is it to encourage men to treasure their wives? Because if we're really bringing Jesus to the foot of these people, or bringing these people to the foot of Jesus, oh, Mm -hmm. heaven, you know what I mean? You know, it's different culturally right? in how God asks us yeah. to, you know, be with our spouse in every moment of failure is popping in my head right now of things <laughs> that I don't always do. Um, I have a little trouble on the submissive mm. stuff, but kidding. But, you know, so for Ben to teach these men that have maybe always been taught to take this, this place of power and rugged right. toughness and yelling and maybe hitting and... Yes. To, to treasure and value these women. It is yeah. going to change so many things. Mm-hmm. And not that I don't want them to stay with their culture. Right. But what a new, amazing cultural movement mm-hmm. for these men to treasure their wives. Yeah. And I think that's one of the, the biggest reasons that we also see that we have to be there and be there long term is to... Um, not just be there to tell them what to do, but to actually have them see us walk it. Right. And um, to have them see, you know, our marriage and our relationship. And, um, and, and yeah, I mean, and to, to kind of bridge the, that cultural gap of like, okay, well, this is what the Bible says. And I you know this is what your culture says. And, and so what does it really look like to love your wife as Christ loved the church? And, um, and not only to live that out, but to um, then engage um, this culture where, um, you know, Ben really saw that, my what I was doing was kind of the band-aid to the real problem and the real problem was really the men and so you know he I write to everything on that. <laughs> so he was like well why don't we go fix the problem instead of putting a band-aid on it right so we realized that that is a huge task and that's going to be a long-term um 
you know, issue that we are going to have to to go to go there for the long term and deal with. You know, it's interesting because I envision men in the area where now is it a village like you're in a village right well, it's kind of like a village town but it's in a huge huge vast area that's a a village in a, a tribal community okay yeah so my it's interesting because i keep envisioning in my mind like ben bringing you a glass of water okay and and i know that's so small but ultimately the thing the vision that's building in my mind as we were talking is wouldn't it be amazing mm-hmm if Ben taught these men to serve their wives. Right. And I'm not saying he's going to get there and be like, guys, we're going to have a barbecue. Right. We're going to bake some apple pies. <laughs> we're going to serve these women. But ultimately, like, right. I don't know why. I just envision this, like, celebration mm. where you and all the women are there and these yeah. men prepare things and serve their wives. Like, I think their wives would be in shock. I, I, right. I know I know in many cultures, it's mm-hmm. about the woman serving her husband, right. serving her children. And, right. and, and and I bet these women are happy with that in many mm-hmm. circumstances. Mm-hmm. But to be served, it's like when Jesus washes everybody's feet. Right. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't, when you're talking to me about this, I'm like, there's going to be a barbecue or <laughs> something. Not, you know, but in my mind, I'm picturing it tribal, you know, but just women sitting in a circle, like around a fire. Mm. Yeah. So if that happens... Let me know if that vision, how how that turns out, because that would just be really amazing. And now what, now your kids will be, you know, doing their school thing. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Agnes is is close to their age. There has to be other children that are closer to their age. Are you guys going to be the only Americans there? Uh, There is one other American couple in Chongwei. Um, obviously they're not with international teams or okay. doing what we're doing, but, mm-hmm. um, so we have met them. So okay. that's, <laughs> so we do know them. Um, but we have, we have a lot of other Zambian connections and Changwei and, and friends and people, um, that we have just, you know, had relationships with over the years. So looking forward to continuing to grow those, but, um, looking forward to getting to know this other American couple as well. That's there. And they have no kids. Oh, they have four kids. They have four kids. Okay. Yeah. I was just wondering if there was going to yeah. be any kind of community that your kids would be able to relate to. Yeah. It's just in Lusaka, which is a the capital. There's a lot of expats and okay. um, kids. And uh, I think this, this American couple, when I was talking to them in December, said there's a youth group in, oh. uh, in Lusaka. So, you know, there's many opportunities to get our kids kind of involved in, um, with other kids. That's exciting. It's yeah. like, it's exciting. It reminds me of, you know, just a couple more journeys. We have just, a, <laughs> yeah, we have just about a few minutes here. So let's talk again. Um, guys, if you have any questions about anything Chris and I have been speaking about or any comments or feedback or you want more information, you can go to amy.raisingthebar at gmail.com and I can get your questions, comments, and emails to any place. Also, please, please visit uh, Kristen and Ben on their website at coitsfamzambia.com. And remember, coits is spelled C-H-O-I-T-Z-F-A-M-Z-A-M-B-I-A. Dot com. You know how to spell com, so I need to spell that. But, you know, or they can go to probably the international teams and find a way to, to communicate there if somebody yes. forgets that website. Yes. Um, in closing, you know, I just want to thank you for coming on the show, and I've enjoyed my mm. time with you, you know, and it's, it's easy to get wrapped up in our daily lives here. Yeah. You know, we live in the greatest country and I know a lot of people might disagree with that in many fronts and there's a lot of crazy things happening in our world but at the end of the day we have comfortable beds right we have way more food than we can ever eat and we live in abundance Mm -hmm. and I I thank you for 
just being willing to live at the bare minimum to, mm-hmm. to serve other people because it is not always easy. You know, hey, I'm like the Debbie Downer today. Like, this is going to happen, <laughs> and this person's going to yell at you. So, anyhow, thank you for getting uncomfortable. Mm. And I look forward to following your journey and just, you know, continuing to grow our friendship mm. and share your story with the listeners as, as time wears on. And I have a feeling, you know, it's going to be a good five, ten years for you there. I, I wouldn't be surprised, oh, but I'm, I'm going to visit you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, um, I'll have a room for you. I, you know, I can spoon. I'm fine. <laughs> I just need like a sleeping bag. I'm right. But, you know, <laughs> I'll bring like Oreos or, you know, mm, some kind of toxic American treat. Yes. But it will be delicious. Mm, Fritos, you know, something. The, you know what? The food there is going to be great. So, anyhow, I have ADD today. I apologize. <laughs> um, but again, thank you so much. But thank to you. our listeners, please, please just be encouraged. And mm. if you feel. You know, any kind of tugging at your heart to get involved with this cause yeah. or any other nation that there is, please get a hold of me because I can connect you with the right people. Um, you know, or you can find us on Facebook. There is a Raising the Bar page. We'll have our hilarious recording time selfies there because we often <laughs> like to do that. I did try to Periscope this. You can find uh, find the beginning of it on Amy Bredo. You find it under Amy Bredo on Periscope, but it cuts off. You're, it's okay. okay. <laughs> but Kristen, thank you very much. And God bless you and Ben you. and Kate and Carter and Brianne. You know, yes. maybe she'll, I bet she'll end up joining you down there. Oh, and yeah, um, so yep. Yeah, until next week, yeah. we will see you then. And thank you for listening to Raising the Bar. Have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to Raising the Bar. Please listen for another edition with your host, Amy Bredo, next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, get out there and keep raising the bar.